Tribe Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to help elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debates with some fun sprinkled in. We dive into all things lifestyle, health, and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your healthiest, happiest life. Hello, Tribe. So we are so excited to announce today's guest. Her name is Samantha Hearn. And she has been a bright yellow beacon of light on my Instagram timeline for the last year through her account, A Happy Mind. Her energy and smile is so infectious and she delivers inspiring and thought-provoking messages. She is an award-winning anxiety and business coach for women and a best-selling author. She coaches women to overcome anxiety and feel the way they deserve, as well as coaching women with their businesses and how to start playing big without any anxiety holding them back. So welcome, Samantha. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to have you here. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so would you that like was an intro call? and a half as well. That was ace. You like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so would you like to start by letting everybody know a bit about you? What's your story and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, of course. So this comes up usually when I do podcasts. So I've tried to make it really succinct now. Um, so I, yeah, my name's Sam. I live in Surrey in England and I, um, I'm a teacher by trade. So I've been teaching for just under a decade now, which is crazy. It's aged me a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm a teacher by trade um, in secondary schools and um, my journey began really, I've been through quite a lot at, at quite a young age, which made anxiety quite a big part of my life. So my dad died unexpectedly when I was 14. He went in for a day surgery and he didn't come home. Um, and we lived with our dad, we didn't live with our mum. So obviously that was really, really difficult. Our mum had to move back in to the family home. When I was 20, she then sold the family home and moved to Jamaica. So my twin brother then moved to Scotland to be with his now wife. And I obviously stayed in England. I was still at uni studying. So I then had to work plus go to uni plus pay rent for myself. And then I, I was completely on my own. So I haven't had a family Christmas or a birthday with my twin brother in nearly 10 years now. Um, so probably from my teenage years till about 25 was really, really hard anxiety, worrying about whether I, my friends liked me fitting in, didn't want to not go to anything, wanted to please everyone, didn't want to miss out, always said yes to everything, overcompensated a lot, was really, really loud and bubbly. And then behind the scenes, spent quite a lot of time crying. I met my now husband when I was 20 um, and we moved in, we bought our first house when I was 23, um, which obviously was seems young to everyone else, but for me, it's all I wanted. I just wanted stability. You know, I, I, I'd moved six times in two years with friends, uni friends, boyfriends at the time. It was really, really dif difficult. Um, then when I got with Luke, our relationship for the first 18 months was awful because my anxiety was so bad. I'd finally found someone that I didn't want to lose. Would he just disappear? That was really, really hard. Him going out and having a life without me, my insecurities and anxiety were just like totally dehabilitating. So when I got to about 25, I decided this isn't right. We were getting married and I wanted things to improve really before we got married. So I started my own journey to try and beat anxiety and, and not let it hold, hold me back anymore. And then 18 months ago, I started the business and here we are today. 
Amazing. You've done so well in such a short amount of time as well. Because I've Thank watched you. your business from, I, I think it was quite early last year, I think. Um, I don't know if it was during Self Love Week, actually, when I kind of first seen you. And you were just yeah, a long time ago. And you've just like exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a crazy journey. Like It's been a lot of hard work, but it's so worth it now, for sure. Yeah, it's so funny listening to your story because I've never heard you like tell your story like that before, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like we have quite like similarities and like our stories because with me, like I moved out of home at 18, and I had to just fend for myself, and it was like such a crazy time in my life, and then I moved house probably about six times or even even more over the years, and until I got with my husband, and then we settled down and things as well. So it's so funny that's like quite a similar yeah I did like have like loads of insecurities and anxiety as well but it's funny because at the time and it was only in recent years that I actually realized that that was anxiety like I didn't know what it was at the time so how would you like if you were describing anxiety how would you describe it in case somebody's sitting maybe with anxiety listening to this but not actually realizing that's what it is yeah, I think the most important thing is to recognize anxiety is completely different for everyone. So there's no one size fits all. And some people could just be quite nervous individuals. You know, that some people do have that persona. They like to get everything right. And they just, they come across quite um, like fidgety. You know, that could just be someone's nature. Um, and it could be someone's nature that they find it difficult to sleep and they have to listen to music. And it doesn't always have to be something bigger but ultimately wherever you are and whatever your personality traits are if you notice a change in your normal daily life or your normal emotional setup and you notice a shift in how you function whether that is on an emotional level or even a physical level you lose energy you don't want to go out your motivation is lacking you lose focus you lose your appetite if you notice a shift in anything that would normally be part of your personality and it starts to impact you in a negative way that would be for me one of the biggest symptoms to recognize something whether it's anxiety or insecurities or fear or the these these emotions that become too intense that they stop you living how you normally would that would be the for me the, the first thing to focus on and ultimately Anxiety is something that makes you question a lot of things that you can't control. So if you find yourself in situations and your thoughts become quite irrational or you feel like you have one thought and it just fixates in your mind and you can't distract yourself from that thought, those types of characteristics also are a lot of traits that happen with people that experience anxiety so fundamentally i would say if you just notice a change in yourself if you notice things not feeling the same way they always do or relationships changing and your confidence changing about those relationships i would say that for me is the biggest turning point for you to recognize that something isn't quite right yeah absolutely and I, with me i always had like it was fears that was basically and fears of whatever it was I remember at one point I got this car and it was a petrol car and I used to always drive a diesel and I had this huge fear when I got it because petrol cars are harder to drive than diesels like on the clutch 
and I got this car and I was freaking out like every day I got in the car I was like I'm gonna stall it and I would stall it all the time and then you know when you stall a car and you can't go again and then the cars are building up behind you you're at traffic lights and you, mm-hmm. you're just like oh my god that makes it worse I would like it would happen every day on my way to work it was the worst and that, that then I guess that fear then snowballed into my day at work and then I would have like the anxiety kind of just took over my life at that point yeah that's definitely that's like an exact that's like a prime example of something becoming irrational so that would be um yeah definitely something that would never normally have caused a fear or an insecurity suddenly becoming one is definitely a sign that of anxiety or anxious thoughts yeah see i get well, I am um, not so much anymore, but I um, used to get more the physical symptoms. So um, I, I actually, um, I struggled with an eating disorder for years. And actually, when I started coming away from that, that's when my anxiety started to kick in because it was like uncovered by what, you know, I was controlling it, if you like. But mine was always... Um, it would it would become from a physical place. So there were a few times where I had these massive kind of panic attacks. They had to check that I hadn't had a heart attack. I'd be on like lying on the side of the road, having to have stopped my car because I was sweaty and shaking, and um, my whole body would cramp up. And so it, it wasn't for for me. I can understand the thoughts, but the feeling that I had into it was much more physical which um is also really frustrating because sometimes it, it comes from nowhere yeah I'm glad you said that actually because there's a big part in my book where it's this is why I said there's no size fits all because there's a whole chapter on where your triggers come from and they can either be physical emotional or circumstantial so yours emily are physical and sam's were circumstantial they were about driving the petrol car whereas mine were emotional you know like is everyone going to leave me am i going to be left on my own like it was purely mine was always based on emotion and this this emotional kind of like neglect that i worried about and that would then cause my physical symptoms whereas for you your physical symptoms were the trigger that would then spiral into your thoughts which would be your emotions and then for Sam it would be the circumstance that would then create the emotional so they definitely have a different effect on each of us and that's why it's so important I'm glad you said that because we can all start in a different place and then other things feed feed us from the place we're in and it's so different for everyone that's so interesting I didn't realize there were so many different like types of anxiety I just kind of thought it's anxiety how I felt it's probably how other people feel it so yeah no it's so different yeah that's so good to know um so how did so you're now working just for yourself you're not a teacher anymore is that right yeah just out of curiosity what did you teach at high school I taught PE and RE and I was head of sick form so wow yeah big job (laughs) so when did when did you leave so the school year is obviously different to most um, like teaching is different to most corporate jobs because you can't leave whenever you want, especially for me, I'm in a role of responsibility. So you have to give a certain amount of times notice. So and also the other thing that's really different is you are dealing with like children's lives. So obviously they do rely on you for their like grades their qualifications so it is really difficult so when I first started the business 
um, it was probably maybe like February time. So the school year finished in the summer and we just went back in September. And I said to my head teacher, because of the the role that I had, and obviously I've been at the school for such a long time and my role of importance, I said, um, there's one year group, they were in year 10, so they're in year 11 now, so they're taking their GCSEs. Um, there's one year group that if I left, it would be difficult for them to find a teacher, you know, to, to get them through that final year. They're 16. It's such a tough time. So I teach part time to get them through to the other side. So I, at the moment, I still teach, but um, only a couple of days a week. But it's for me, I think as well, you know, um, my moral compass, I, I don't, I didn't want to leave these kids sort of, you know, high and dry. And it's all great that I'm really successful and my life's great. But at the same time, I remember being their age. And for me, that was a really tough time. And I think it's just, I, I wouldn't be doing them the service they needed if I just, you know, completely cut them off. So I left my full time teaching, but I still go in and teach the, the classes that need me for their qualifications and then at the end of this school year then at least I've phased it out you know the, the kids know what's coming and I I know that I've done the right thing by them yeah that's so nice, nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough but I think it's just it's always about the balance and I you know the business is great and I'm really secure with the business and the success of the business and how it's going and I think to have one foot still in education is actually really nice it's humbling it grounds me you know it always reminds you that there's other people that need you and I think that's really important as well especially in the first few years of being a business owner you need that time away from it or you could so easily get trapped in this bubble and you know work too much so it does also provide me that sort of structure and things like that as well yeah oh my and gosh. Kid, teenagers yeah. really do ground you as well like yeah. I, I teach a couple of them um uh with what I do and when they come in it kind of just takes you back to to being that age and and remembering all of those like they seem like such big life decisions and yeah. and they're and they're like you know oh my gosh I've got my GCSEs and I don't know what I'm going to take for my A-levels and I just and, and you look back and you're like oh, I wish I was back there but actually it was like the most stressful time ever wasn't it yeah for sure and I think definitely being ahead of year um, I'm in charge of 200 kids well-being so I've been surrounded by that for such a long time that I think definitely for me in the role I did, it would have been wrong for me to just leave and, you know, walk out the door for so many reasons. And I think, you know, I'd rather have a successful business and be happy with how I got there um, and know that I'm at least doing my job to the kids as well. I think that's really important. So yeah, very long winded answer there, but I, I, I'm not full time, but I do still go into school to teach. Yeah. That's cool. And you do, you do a lot of public speaking events, don't you? I do. Yeah. I've got one next Friday, actually. How do you find them? How, did, when you first started doing them, did you get really nervous or is it quite a natural thing for you? Yeah, no, I, I've never had that. I've always loved public speaking and um, yeah, it doesn't, I don't get nervous. But I know obviously people do and I can totally empathise with that, but I love it. I love public speaking and obviously I think being a teacher, I'm used to standing up and people having to listen to me and, you know, commanding the room and making sure I'm reading the room, reading the energy, you know, engaging the audience. So I, I absolutely thrive on it. The more people there, the better. I, I absolutely love it. 
that's amazing I guess like teaching has been even though that teaching at schools is maybe not what you're going to do long term and you're phasing that out but that's been the stepping stone that's taught you all of that and yeah for sure now yeah definitely amazing um so if you if there was somebody suffering from anxiety right now who came to you what would be some tips that you would give them that they could do right now right now what could they do right now that could maybe help them out a bit yeah so i usually do and i this is one of the talks that i do that i'm doing next weekend is about the top five things to do to like manage anxiety. But obviously the first disclaimer, which I always say is everyone is completely different. So not all of the tips will work for everyone and nor should they, because obviously we're all like humans and we all work in different ways. But one of the first things that I would do and the biggest tip that I would say for anyone is to actually, the anxiety isn't the issue. It's the things that we haven't dealt with that create the anxiety. And that's the biggest kind of illusion people think that having an anxiety attack is the issue the anxiety attack isn't the issue it's the thing that's caused you to get to that point so and a lot of the time that then that's why anxiety can last in people's lives for so long because they just try and combat the anxiety as an emotion rather than what's got them there for example if you've gone through a really traumatic experience if you've gone through a death if you've gone through anything that has created a lasting memory for you that is where you need to start so you, you have to try as much as possible to get to the root cause because anxiety is just a result of the root cause it isn't the root cause so that's the first thing i would say wherever you are and whatever your situation and relationship with anxiety is you have to detach from the emotion and see that as the problem and actually the anxiety is the solution that's that's telling you that there's something you need to work on if anything it's the thing in your mind saying things aren't right and we've got to start dealing with them so the anxiety isn't actually the problem the problem is that we focus and fixate on the anxiety which means that the root problem and the real genuine hurt and pain and grief is being left untreated and unresolved. So that's the first thing I would say. You have to really sit with yourself and be really honest about how you've got to that point. You know, is it that you went for a really horrible breakup? Were you bullied at school? Did you experience a car crash? Did you lose someone you love? There's going to be something. And whenever someone first gets on the phone to me, a new client, they'll always say, oh yeah, it's X. And I'll say, no, it's not. And by the end of the call, they're like, oh, I never even thought that. Like, there's no way I would have gone back that far. So you have to always, whatever you think the surface level root cause is, see if there's anything beneath that. That's, that's the, the, the fundamental place that I suggest you start. Um, because the most, the biggest tool that you have, and this is kind of tip two, is awareness. The, the more aware you become, the more of an impact you can have on your own life. And I actually, today is my course launch day for, I have a six module course to go from anxious to awareness. That's the name of it because awareness is something that so many of us throw away so frivolously, but we then rely on other people to give us the answers. 
and to be aware enough to tell us what to do. If we can give that to ourselves, it makes such a difference. So the second thing you need to do is become aware of when is it that the anxiety talks to you? When is it that you feel more anxious than other times? Certain times of the day, certain people, certain environments, places, smells, sounds, whatever it is, there will always be some kind of pattern to it. And if it is completely sporadic and random, take note of that. Well, how random is it? Is it once every six months? Is it once a week? Is it always when you're driving? Is it when you're on holiday? Is it when you're going to sleep? Start to just notice and become aware of what you were doing before anxiety completely took over. And this isn't going to change the anxiety. It's going to make you see it differently. That's the other really important thing. Because a lot of the time we... We pigeonhole anxiety and put it in this box and say, I just, I'm just an anxious person. I just feel anxious. And we almost just accept it. But actually, the more aware you can become, the more you can start to be proactive. Like if, someone, if somebody was scared of crossing the road, eventually they'd have to cross the road. So they'd become proactive. They'd plan their routes. They'd look for where the traffic was least. They'd find the traffic lights. They'd look for the crossings. They'd see if someone could go for a walk with them. They would time it so they weren't out in rush hour. There's so many things that you would do to be proactive so that you could cross the road there's so many things you can do to be proactive to prevent anxiety getting to its worst case scenario and that's where the awareness you have to have awareness first in order for you to become proactive and that's tip three you need to start thinking how can you prepare yourself best for success so set yourself up for success for the day if you have a very frantic lifestyle and you're always running by the skin of your teeth and there's no plan and you're always late for everything you get up late it's always rushed and panicked that is not setting yourself up for a day without anxiety so is it that you need to simple things like prepare your lunch the night before have a shower and a bath the night before put your clothes out the night before and of course these are really general things but whatever it is in your life you have to start setting yourself up to succeed in the day and not be so reactive to what happens so being proactive is step, step three take action to prepare yourself for the next day if you get anxious flying and you know you're going on a family holiday what can you do before then? Is it a case that you need to watch YouTube videos of planes taking off? Do you need to watch YouTube videos of people in planes or flight simulations? Do you need to watch a documentary about why planes are such a safe way to travel? Do you need to listen to hypnotherapy? Do you need to start meditating? Do you need to have a journal? All of these things that I just spiel off, there will be things that you can do in your life to help be more proactive around anxiety. And this is something that so many people fall into the trap of. The anxiety looms and we react to it. It creates this panic, like, oh no, like here it is again. What am I gonna do? I can't believe it, it's come at the worst time. I can't deal with this now. I, oh my gosh, like what am I gonna do? And that exacerbates the anxiety, obviously. But if you can do your best to prepare yourself, to set yourself up for success, if the anxiety still does come, because again, we are inhuman and it might, you've done three things that are much more positive and reassuring to yourself before you need support. Like, make sure that you are proactive. Make sure that you become aware. So you're going to already be more aware of your surroundings and what could create anxiety. And you've started to identify the real root cause so you can spend time working on it. So rather than feel like it's always such a shock and an unknown and this big overwhelming cloud that comes over you, you've already done things before it gets to that point 
to help you if and when you do get to that point. So they would be the three things. And of course, there's, there's, there's such heavy loaded tips. It's not going to happen overnight. But the big thing is there has to be an element of consistency. That's probably my fourth one. You have to be consistent. A lot of people will try it once, then have an anxiety attack and think, well, this is ridiculous. It's never going to work. And then they just try something else. You have to be consistent because it's like anything. If, if you're learning to swim and you get in the water and you can't do a length straight away, you'd go back to the swimming pool and you'd carry on learning. It's the same with anything. You, you don't learn a language in one day. You aren't going to be able to completely overcome and combat anxiety from one time meditating, for example, or one YouTube video. You have to be consistent. Your brain needs consistency. Like, like a child, you have to give it routines. So so the, the, the most, actually, probably the best thing is consistency. You have to be consistent with whatever routines then work for you. They would be some of my top tips. Yeah, I feel like people do struggle with consistency, especially in this day when there's just so much going on. And mm -hmm. like, you know, people I've kind of been speaking to, like helping them meditate. And it's like if they meditate once and it, it doesn't do this big magical thing that they're expecting to happen after one time, then it's like, well, not bothered and they won't try it again mm -hmm. um but funny through your talk that you said um you know if you've got anxiety about going on planes like watch youtube videos of planes flying because last month we were um, flying to hawaii and and we were flying when hurricane olivia was hitting like on the day it was yeah. arriving we were landing and my husband like i didn't care i was like oh we'll be fine um but my husband was like super anxious about it and he just started watching youtube videos of hurricanes um hurricanes planes landing in hurricanes and he was like oh they land fine like in these really bad right. hurricanes they're landing absolutely fine so it's fine and then he was just calm after that and he was fine um and, and the plane ride was fine i've had worse um like turbulence on regular flights so there they go see so proactive yeah absolutely um and what was i going to say yeah when you were saying about at the start when you were kind of describing the three of us and the the types of anxiety we all had and when you said that mine was circumstantial and you're like you know change like changing stuff around that can like remove your anxiety and you saying that mine's is circumstantial i hadn't ever thought like why has my anxiety like really left because i've not had it and like must be over a year now um and i changed my circumstance what was my biggest trigger was my previous job and a lot of things going on there and then i changed my circumstance left the job and then i've not had the anxiety ever since mm -hmm. so that's like interesting to mm. yeah there when you were saying that i um i actually went through hypnotherapy um because it was what my anxiety was all getting like getting in the way of things and actually it there was so much to unlearn from my life that was obviously perpetuating um the anxious thoughts and the anxious feelings um but since understanding a little bit more about how because I'm, I'm quite a logical person and I'm I would you if you met me you wouldn't think of me as a very anxious person because I'm quite you know I, I grew up on the stage like I'm not I can talk in front of lots of people um so it really hit me for six when I had all this kind of physicality stuff coming in and these anxious thoughts but hypnotherapy was a really interesting one for me because I got to learn about how your brain works as well yeah. mm. And I found it. Have you ever heard, have you ever read the chimp paradox? 
my it's my bible yeah it's amazing isn't it yeah best book yeah yeah definitely one to read if people are interested about kind of how the mind works and about anxiety for sure 100 percent. i always always recommend that book oh i need to look that up i've just actually started reading a book i'm doing yoga teacher training um next month and i got recommended oh. to read a book ahead of it called the untethered soul that's brilliant as well have you i'm just like my mind is blown and every chapter i'm like oh my gosh when they're speaking about your thoughts and yeah you know when you I guess get anxiety as an example when you're getting into a state of anxiety you're like feeding all your energy into those yep. thoughts and then that's draining you because you're giving all the energy inside of you to that instead of you know getting on with your day and things and it's just it's really opening my eyes I feel yeah like it's a good book the untethered soul is definitely um heavier than the chimp paradox you know the yeah. chimp paradox is like broken down more and like more images and diagrams and tasks but the untethered soul is really thought-provoking for sure mm -hmm. yeah i'm loving it um so one question i was gonna ask you so you wear a lot of yellow and you have yellow everywhere and you love yellow and there's been research and things done that obviously being surrounded by or wearing brighter colors can like elevate your mood is that why you done it like did you no. wear it before is it just you love yeah yellow? people are, people ask me that all the time yellow for me no there was no like my wedding was yellow themed like i it, this is genuinely and a lot of people now obviously you know a little bit on my soapbox but a lot of people since which obviously always happens have had copied you know so there's a lot of people that were um had different colors and obviously have seen what I've been doing and then have changed to yellow um which happens all the time anyway but no yellow has always been my kitchen is painted yellow my wedding was yellow themed my bedroom was yellow as a kid um everything has always been yellow it's got nothing to do with the science behind it or the psychology behind it or people feeling happier like, I didn't do any of it for that it's just genuinely my favorite color oh. <laughs> I yeah. love yellow <laughs> Yeah. I've got a slightly different question. Yeah. Um, which we I asked somebody the other day, but I'm I'm I've got a I've got what's something in my head, but I want to see if you think are similar. If you had a theme tune, what would it be? Oh, what as in me for me if as an individual? Yeah. So like if like say if you were like walking down the street, what would your theme tune be? Um, do you know what? This is so funny because when I was on holiday um, in Bali with my um, husband and my brother-in-law and his fiance, we played this game, like what would you give each other as, as a theme tune? And um, my husband picked Yellow by Coldplay um, mm -hmm. because of the song Yellow, but uh, the, the word Yellow. But for me, um, it's weird. My song I think would be, and I, it, it came to me instantly, would be the Friends theme tune. I'll be there for you. Oh, yeah. that, that would be. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be mine because yeah, it's every it's, yeah, I think so. Why? What would See, what would what's in your head? Well, I originally well, obviously I originally thought yellow because of Coldplay, but yeah. then I was like, no, actually, you know, Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. Yes. And it's shining in the sky. That one. Oh I could God, just see you walking that. down the road to that. Yeah. Oh my God, that's my new favorite one. I never even thought of that. I need to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> see that like if you ever do like a video intro for something and you're walking yes <laughs> what's it called mr blue sky oh my god that is definitely my song <laughs> that is definitely my song <laughs> <laughs>
it's yeah. just so happy yeah i love that <laughs> yay that's that's uh, i'm gonna play that after this i know i feel like i want to play it as well now <laughs> so shall we get into the game that we've made up for you <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so excited so it's the game is called what gives you a happy life and it's all your favorites so it's a quick fire so just answer really quickly as okay i ask them you ready yeah <laughs> okay favorite foods carbs anything carbs <laughs> favorite film oh day dancing favorite book my own no i'm not gonna say that that's so crazy oh no i said that as well like when we when we had our intros and she said favorite book i was like i can't say that can i you can totally say that okay yeah. otherwise i would probably pick the universe has your back oh love it favorite song favorite song elton john sacrifice reminds me of my dad love elton john favorite color yellow <laughs> Imagine if I said like black. I know. I was trying to have this like a really quick fire round where you might like say something different <laughs> because they're going fast. But anyway, <laughs> didn't trick you. Um, favorite way to move your body. Good one. Walking. I love walking. Favorite podcast, not your own, but another one. <laughs> Good question. Favorite podcast, not my own. Do you know? At the moment, this changes quite a lot. But at the moment, I would say Tony Robbins. I've been listening to his interviews, and they're quite interesting. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you have any others that you want to share? Because a lot of our um, members always love to get some podcast recommendations. Oh my gosh, I've got so many. That would be the one that I listen to the most. But then I also listen to Catherine Zenkina. Everyone's probably heard of hers, Manifestation Babe. That's good. I also listen to TED Talks, mm -hmm. um, more to like feed my mind with knowledge because I like feeling like I'm learning things as well. So I listen to that. I also listen to um, this really cool one about science. Um, just because it's all about how the universe works and the planets and stuff. I can't remember what it's called, but I will send it to you and you can put it in the notes. It's really good though. And it's all, it's because just because it's so random and obviously being in a self-development world, it's nice to listen to something a bit more out there. So yeah, I'll send you the link to it. I can't remember what it's called. Have you ever heard, um, it's totally lowering the tone. My dad wrote a porno. Have you ever listened no? to that? Oh my gosh so funny it is basically um it's alice alice levine and then two other guys and one of them his dad wrote an erotic novel and oh they God. read it out and it's so like it's so bad it's funny but oh. i got seriously look it up my dad wrote a porno that is so good i'm gonna listen to that as well then so there you go that's another recommendation <laughs> Um, right, next question. Favourite thing to do on a Saturday night? Oh, watch TV in my pyjamas on my sofa. Perfect. Favourite type of dog? Dog? Yeah. Um, it would be a, what are they called? Because we were going to get one and they are literally the cutest thing in the world. Um, maybe it's called like a, they're really, they're re they like a cockapoo, but they're more fluffy. A per Pomeranian, a Pomeranian. Pomeranian. Yeah. Cute. Favourite act of self-care? Uh, oh, I have a bath every single day. My favourite thing. Love baths. Emily hates baths so much. Oh my God, no. They're my favourite thing. Baths every single day. Even if I'm in the bath for two minutes, I have to have a bath. The only time I have a shower is when I need to wash my hair and I only wash my hair on Fridays. <laughs> Love that. 
Um, what do well, it's so clean now and I'm playing with it. <laughs> yeah, same, I just wash mine too. Potentially the first time in the last week. What do you, what do you put in your bath? Um, lavender bubble bath. Cool. Um, and last question, favourite country you have ever visited? Oh, that is so hard because we travel, I go on about eight holidays a year. Wow. You're so, <laughs> yeah, so we've been to over, me and Luke, yeah, we go on about eight holidays a year. So we, I'm on like 60 countries. So that, oh, I, that wow. would be really hard <laughs> to, give, to give you just one. Um, Kenya was our honeymoon, which was obviously incredible. Um, Kenya was amazing. Where else has been unbelievable? We've been to so many places. Bali was amazing. Um, China, the Great Wall of China, that was pretty insane. Uh, we're going to Canada, pretty sure. Oh, Norway, Norway was unreal. All of the Nordics, Iceland, they were all amazing. That is not quick fire. I can't really do that one. That's so hard. There's so many. We traveled around. So we went to um, Changu, Lavina in the north. Urbud, Seminyak, somewhere else beginning with a B. No, because when we were there, there were five earthquakes. We only got back in August, so we were there mm. the earthquakes, so we couldn't go to the Gillies. And I'm glad we didn't, because obviously that was really stressful for all the people trying to get back. And do you have anything coming up? I know you mentioned your course and your book. Do you want to speak a little bit about that and let everybody know what? Yeah, I mean, I suppose it depends when this goes out because the course is only available for this week, so until next Friday. So I've got that out. Um, but obviously the book is on Amazon and there's a Kindle version. Um, so that is out, ready to rock and roll. And there's tasks in there and things you can do, which is exciting. And yeah. Did you self-publish? Yeah. And what's your book called? Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, of course. It's called... Um, let's kick anxiety's butt. I love it. <laughs> That's lovely. Did you do the cover yourself? Yeah. Did you publish through Amazon um, the K KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing? Yeah, I did, yeah. But then obviously that's changed now. They've changed how they do it, but I did, yeah. Yeah. It's so easy, isn't it? Yeah, well, I had, yeah, it's so good. So I did that and then, yeah, so good. Love it. Awesome. And your course, what is your course called and what's your course all about? The course is called From Anxious to Awareness and it's all about taking you from feeling anxious to aware and in control of your feelings and how you, what you want to do with them. It's six modules and there's three bonus modules. There's printouts, there's workbooks, there's a video tutorial per module. Um, yeah, so that went live this morning. So exciting. Are you running it just once or are you going to run it at other times in the year or you're not sure yet? No, I'm only going to do it this once because I've got so many things happening. Um, maybe, but it won't be for a good while. So yeah, there's seven day, a seven day window and then we've got a new newsletter coming out. We've got a group coaching program coming out. I've got another course coming out in January. Yeah, so busy. Fully busy Clients. yeah then obviously I've got all my speaking things I've got one next weekend then one in November one in December got an event to organize so probably not <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to quickly say so whilst we were talking I don't know why but I just wanted to so because before we got on this call I was going to pull myself a card um from this like really cool deck I've got so I went I pulled one whilst we were talking so I'm going to read you what it said about us Amazing. so it says that we are panthers Oh, what's that mean? 
I'll yeah. tell you. So it says the panther won't stand to see our growth or energy stagnant. Instead, it pounces into our lives and causes all kinds of havoc with ultimate intention of bringing us towards more fulfilling lives. It's unexpected, but after all, the dust clears. It's easy to see the panther's wisdom at work. We've all been through these experiences and they've made us better people. Trust that the panther's journey always leads us to a brighter place. When you feel in balance, you feel brave and productive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I, I didn't mind being a panther. There you go. So we're going to be brave and productive, but it can catch us off guard and wreak havoc, but then it's all going to work out great in the end. That's that is exactly what Sam and I tell each other if anything goes wrong. Like last week my computer died and it had all of our podcasts on. And no. I was yeah, I was freaking out. And Sam was like, It's going to be okay. It's going to work. It's going to work. And I don't know what happened, but it managed to work again. Oh my gosh, thank God for that. I know. <laughs> so yeah. Well, amazing thank you so much for coming on it's been you're welcome can people find you actually if you can let everybody know where to find you of course so you can find me on instagram a happy mind you can find me on itunes a happy mind you can find my facebook group a happy mind and my website is a happy nice and easy <laughs> a happy mind all over <laughs> a happy mind everywhere <laughs> Well, thank thank you, you so much for taking the time today to talk to us. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, go and listen to that song. Oh my gosh, I'm going to. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. If you love being part of the tribe, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, leave a comment, or leave a five-star review. And we will be back for you next week for more Tribe Talks. Please tell us why you had to pay.